I'm thrilled to tell you this is the first fully sponsored Happy Molecule podcast in a gene diagnostics. And I promised you when I started this podcast, I would never take on a sponsor that I don't thoroughly believe in. And I've checked these people out. In a gene diagnostics, they take your DNA literally and put it under the microscope to find out exactly what medication will work for your mental health and what medication you need to stay away from. I had a chance to speak to a doctor that helps with their medications and also with the CEO of the company. Nancy White, CEO of Inagene Diagnostics, Inc. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Kevin. How are you today? I am doing well. I take medication for my depression. Um, I'm one of the lucky ones. It seems to work, but I know of a lot of people, a lot, where there are side effects or it doesn't have the desired effect. So obviously, one size does not fit all when it comes to mental health and medication. 100%. And one thing we like to say is you are unique and so is your response to medication, full stop. Um, our company uh, specializes in the science of pharmacogenetics. And all that means is we will test your genetics to help you understand how you respond to medication. And so we're all, as I started by saying different and 98% of us carry some genetic variant that will influence our response. And response can mean a whole bunch of things. It can mean how fast or slow we might metabolize a medicine, um, if we are prone to certain side effects, or if it will work at all, meaning is it efficacious? So this science is not a new science, but a lot of people don't know about it. And the kind of science in genetics that a lot of people are familiar with are things we call more lifestyle-oriented genetics, things like ancestry or hair color or eye color. This kind of uh, test is strictly about helping you understand how you process medication. It's a pretty simple process, too. It's not like, I mean, I think I'm, I'm thinking of the, the COVID testing, right? Where you're sticking something up your nose until you scratch your brain, but it, it's not nearly that bad. No, this test is uh, pretty easy to take. It's what's used is called a buckle swab. And for lack of a better description, it's like a big giant sort of Q-tip like a swab mm -hmm. that you just rub on the inside of your cheek. And so you kind of vigorously rub it on both sides for about 10 seconds each side. And that's all you need to do. You don't need to spit saliva into a tube. There's no blood. And it's not like the terrible nasal swab that is used for the COVID test. Less invasive for sure. Now your company is based in Toronto, but uh, you were telling me before that there's interest worldwide in this. Yeah, I mean, Canada actually is a little bit of a laggard in the adoption of this type of testing. But yeah, this testing is available all around the globe. Uh, it's gaining more and more attention. And an area that it really works in is the area of mental health. There has been a lot of studies with gene drug associations for medications within uh, this area of treatment. And for a lot of people who do struggle with mental health issues, there's a notorious trial and error kind of approach to finding the medication that works for someone. And if you're not feeling well to begin with and you take a medication, you're filled with hope 
in that the medication is going to work for you. And if you take it and it doesn't, that can lead to further despair or you're not encouraged that you're not feeling mm -hmm. better. So by again, using a simple test like this, this will help you get to that medication. And the data is drawn from uh, studies that happen all over the world. So yes, the science is advancing rapidly. It's available internationally. And we're delighted that it's getting more attention uh, because these powerful tests that are easy to take can provide people so much insight and ultimately help them find that medication that works for them sooner so they can feel better sooner and get on with you know, their life, feeling better, being able to go to work, being able to socialize. Um, these are all really important elements of helping you on a path to wellness. I've been there uh, for me and, and other people I know who who live with uh, with depression and other mental health issues, and it is very normal for a doctor to simply say, uh, "Try this for two weeks. Let's see what happens," and and not having your you know your personal information really readily available to to this point. So I can't help but think that this could also save our health system, a lot of money because we won't be using drugs that, that don't work or that, that we don't need. A hundred percent, Kevin. And in fact, you know, again, it goes back to how the patient feels, but if you're feeling better, you're going to get on and be more productive and just your active activities of daily living full stop. But when you think about when you feel better, you'll get out of bed in the morning, you'll go to work, um, you'll have less time off work. Um, if you have a medication that works, there'll be medication you're going to use because you're feeling the benefits of it. There are loads of wasted medications out there. And that cost is not only to the individual who has to pay for these medications, mm -hmm. um, exorbitant, but if you think about the full system of just how we um, you know, integrate into activities of daily living, going to work. But you're also, if you're feeling better, you're spending less time going to the doctor's office. So you're right, that entire kind of process of healthcare saves money when people are getting that medication, the right medication, the first time. I'm just about to speak with uh, Dr. Diana Garcia. Who is she? Dr. Garcia is wonderful. She is a healthcare professional focused in the area of mental health. She does a tremendous amount of work with youth. And as you can imagine, uh, coming out of the pandemic and a lot of students who've missed uh, in-person education opportunities, uh, mental health issues are a growing concern among this demographic of our population. So Dr. Garcia uh, is someone who uses our technology regularly. She's very well versed in the science of pharmacogenetics, and I'm excited that you get a chance to talk with her and she can tell you more about her personal experience in her practice. Thank you for this, Nancy. I appreciate it. Great. It's good to talk with you, Kevin. Thank you. Nice to talk with you. And now here's my interview with Dr. Garcia. Hi, Dr. Garcia. Thank you for joining me. Hi, how are you today? I am well. Our genes, you know, what little we know about them, our genes we do know play a role in everything about us, about uh, our, our eye color, our, our hair color, our predisposition to, to certain diseases. 
And that is so true when it comes to mental health. What, what part do our genes play in our mental health? Well, you as an individual are 100% unique to your genes. And your genes have a very strong impact then on how you respond to different medications. So in mental health treatment, when we have made the decision that medication could be a benefit in your treatment protocol, the ability to understand your genetic coding and your genes helps us in being able to determine what's going to be the best route of treatment for you as an individual in your unique state. So let's talk about me and my unique state. And I do this simply from a point of using just me as an example. Mm -hmm. So I was diagnosed with depression in 2006. I resisted medication because I had, had heard all sorts of stories. It's going to make you lethargic. It's going to impact your libido. It's going to impact your eating. It's going to impact your weight. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. And so I didn't want that. I, I wanted to try and do it naturally. I wanted to do cognitive mm -hmm. behavior therapy and mindfulness and that. Until finally, I just, I, I couldn't do it by myself. I relented, let in. Uh, and I'm glad I did. Um, fortunately for me, my doctor hit it right on the head to begin with. We, we adjusted the dosage somewhat. Uh, people aren't that lucky all, all the time. But so what is the medication doing for me and why shouldn't I be afraid of it? So much like yourself, I find that often people are very hesitant to take medication. So I think we've done an amazing job with speaking about mental health and your ability to reach out, talk about your issues. People are not as resistant to therapy any longer, but medications still can have a strong resistance. And understandably so. Putting another substance into your body, the concerns that what we hear through the internet, through other people's negative experiences about side effects, medication can be pretty undaunting for people. However, medication can also be a very important part of your treatment, and it can provide that extra clarity that's needed. So things like cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness, relaxation techniques, so they can actually be utilized to the fullest extent. I like to describe it as you're driving in the middle of a snowstorm and your windshield, you've got great wipers, you've got great snow tires, a, a safe vehicle, but you get that thin layer of ice on your windshield. And no matter what you do, you can't get rid of it. So you have to pull over, scrape your windshield. Once you scrape your windshield, you've got that clarity. You're able to see, you're able to continue on your journey. Another way to describe it is glasses. If you have, your vision is not horrific, but it's just bad enough that a reading glass or a glass for distance, you put glasses on for the first time, you look out your window, you see that trees actually have little points on the leaves, that, that clarity that's provided. Medication can provide that clarity. It can provide that extra added benefit so the other things that you're doing to help with your overall balance and wellness are able to be utilized to the fullest effect. However, until recently, doctors had no option but to rely on a trial and error method, trying different drugs and doses to see what would work for each individual person. This is part of what deters people from going into medication. There's not that objective objectivity. If we break an arm, we go, we have an x-ray, we know where the break is. If we um, have diabetes, we check our sugar levels to know where we need our insulin to be. But historically, for mental health treatment, we haven't had any barometer to check. 
Now with pharmacogenetic testing, we do have something. We have a quick five minute test that comes to your home that you're able to perform. It's painless, it's effortless. And then after you return your results within seven to 10 days, you have this amazing printout of information that's able to provide your physician with a roadmap as to what medications are best suited for your genetics and what medications are not suited. In my experience, with individuals that we've utilized this, we speed up the recovery process significantly because we're, as soon as we can, we're getting them on the right doses, the right medications, versus in the past, we'd have to have the individual go into the physician after doing a detailed history, you'd try some medications, you'd have side effects, you'd try, have to wait a few more weeks to try a different medication. So that delay in the process as well as when you're feeling depressed or you're feeling anxious, you feel pretty helpless, pretty hopeless. If the medication is actually making you feel worse, I've often had clients say, I'm feeling worse than I did when I first came into this office. Why do I want to keep doing this? So it's hard to keep instilling that hope and instilling that forward motion when the medication's not having a benefit effect, even though we as clinicians know that it will, it's really hard for the person sitting there for them to be able to believe that it's going to change. So with the pharmacogenetic testing, we're already having a leg up and being able to determine what's going to be better for the individual based on their biology versus the trial and error effect. I also find that it's also, especially for children, adolescents, and young adults, it's also, um, for parents, it provides that level of confidence in making that tough decision to prescribe. And working with a lot of individuals, especially anxious individuals and individuals with ADHD, where medication is absolutely paramount in the child's recovery, to put a medication in a child's body is quite frightening for parents. But being able to have this test, to be able to give that guidance to say, this is better suited for your child versus this, it provides that level of confidence that we haven't had before when it comes to prescribing. We sadly are seeing so many younger people uh, who are being diagnosed with mental health issues such as, as depression, mm-hmm. uh, bipolar, and we've spoken on this program before about bipolar, we may, we may feel that it's on the increase. I mean, the numbers would indicate that, however, it's also being better diagnosed. So we're seeing mm-hmm. this in, in, in our younger people. How, how young are you seeing people who are uh, reporting mental health issues? In my private practice, I see individuals as young as four and five four that and are presenting. Five. Yeah, and especially since the pandemic. With the pandemic, we're seeing a lot, a lot more young individuals that are presenting with, with social phobias, just general worries. Okay. Unfortunately, and, and I want to continue with that, but I just mm-hmm. I think one thing parents are going to say is, whoa, 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 I have a four-year-old, I have a five-year-old. Um, they're acting out. They've got a tantrum or something like that. But I just thought that's just what kids do. How mm-hmm. do we know that these kids have, have a mental health issue and not just normal growing anxiety, if that makes sense? It makes perfect sense. It's tough at that age because a lot of our typical development, so tantrums, attention issues, uh, defiance, it's it's part of the normal development and trajectory as we grow, especially as individuals start to learn their environment and start to want to gain more independence. So for that young of an age, you have to be very careful 
and jumping to saying it's a mental health issue, my recommendation is always to have a good assessment by a qualified mental health professional that specializes in children and adolescents, especially at that age, to be able to ensure that, to be able to understand what's within a normal developmental range and what's outside of that. The difficulty right now is we've actually changed our, we've been changed the developmental process by the pandemic. So our young children are meant to socialize, they're meant to learn skills, they're, they're meant to be in the academic settings where they can begin to develop. Unfortunately, we stunted some development through virtual schools, through isolation, through social distancing. So there's- Through, un through uncertainty, through fear. Through uncertainty. It, well, and fear, What the one thing that children especially need from their parents is that safety and security that this is okay that it's known that there's structure that there's stability over the last 19 months we've removed structure and stability and that's in part why we're starting to see more of these anxiety behavioral issues come out in younger children so it's 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 not uncommon right now in fact i hate to say it's more common than uncommon for children to be struggling but it makes sense because all of us have gone through a huge phase of adjustment and there isn't that structure and stability that we've always known and now we're having to readjust and we're having to relearn how to provide that um, that confidence and for, for to change our parenting and to change our the way that we work with young people in all aspects of life to fill in the gaps that we now have through the pandemic. And this testing that we're talking about right now, I'm talking with uh, Dr. Uh, Andrea Garcia. Uh, she is the uh, chief psychologist with uh, Cloud MD, and uh, of course works uh, with the good people at Inagene, uh, consulting with them. So, so this test, and we're going to do a test in just a moment. Mm -hmm. This test is okay for kids four and five mm -hmm. years old. So we have worked, we are using this test right now with young children, specifically the individuals that are being, that should be referred for prescriptions for stimulant medications for ADHD. And then there's those those, those letters, right? The ADHD, ADD, mm -hmm. and give them Ritalin, and off you go. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, one size does not fit all, as in with exactly. Adults. And that's where a test like this is so valuable and I've found it really it really helps parents to feel like they're armed with more data because medication isn't one size fits all. It, with medications, more is not always better. Uh, it's not just give a pill to help the issue. The issues aren't going to go away. It's supposed to help the process. But with the pharmacogenetic testing, it gives us that guidance to be able to know what's going to work more efficiently with the person's chemistry and what's going to be inefficient. And the long-term hope is helps to speed recovery, speed the ability to build skills, as well as avoid some of those negative pitfalls by the old trial and error effect. Uh, okay, I'm going to get on my soapbox here because I, mm -hmm. I'd like to talk uh, about sometimes a, a resistance uh, to to medication. I had that resistance. I, I was there. I know why I had it. And after I got on medication, I said to myself, why did I spend so much time worrying about that? The idea of getting on medication in this case, first of all, it's not going to cure any mental health issues. This is not a cure. Any any medication is not there to cure it. That's what we want. We want a pill. Give me a pill. I don't want to have to do anything else. No. If you're on medication for mental health issues, you still have to do the work. 
You still have to get into mindfulness. You still have to mm -hmm. slow down. You still have to de-stress. But what it does, as you said, and I love the analogy of, of scraping the ice off your windshield, just so you can see where you're going, you still have to handle that car. You still have mm -hmm. to steer that car. But what the medication does is it will give you some clarity so that you're, you're better able to manage that. And, and I know we're overprescribed in this, in this mm -hmm. society. We, we get antibiotics for this and for that, so much so that we're creating uh, viruses that are antibiotic resistant. I mean, that, that, that's what's happening. We, we know that. But in this case, this is something that is necessary just to allow you to get control of your life. So don't think that medication should should change that. And, and that. So uh, that's, my, that's my little uh, public service announcement for mental health medication. I have my hands uh, a box, mm -hmm. uh, so I sent away for the Inagene box. It, come, it comes in the mail. It's sealed. Let me just break the seal here. Okay. I'm opening it up and it says, ready to start your journey to better health. Yes, yes I am. Inside- so It's important Go ahead. just to note that the test is ordered online. So anyone, anyone listening, if they're interested in getting the test, they can go online to Inagene.com. They will fill out the required information the test costs about $2.99. It also is covered by some private insurances. You then will have the test mailed to your home. It comes in the box that you just opened and it'll take about less than five minutes for you to complete. Uh, perhaps if any of the health ministers out there are listening or people in the communications office, why the heck is this not covered? We're talking about, they, they, okay, it's $2.99. Uh, mm -hmm. Money well spent, by the way, uh, mm -hmm. and, and and it's and, one time, and it's one, one time, time. Um, but it can save the system and even you hundreds, mm -hmm. even thousands of dollars and aggravation later. So, to the health ministers out there, why is this simple test mm -hmm. not covered? Because the savings would far outweigh um, the cost. So, here we go. Um, and, and contact your insurance company. You might be there, there are different programs in that available as well. That it might it might be it might be different. Okay, so I'm opening up this silver foil envelope, and inside is a little bottle that I can see what looks like a Q-tip, a swab inside. This is sealed. So what am I doing? I'm just gonna. So you're just gonna open that up? Okay, I, don't, I just I just go right to it. Yep, to, you just go right to it. I don't have to fast for any way. I don't have to brush my nope. teeth. I don't have to gargle nope. anything. Okay. Yep, so you're I'm just going to open it up. Now, am I doing this like the test we know so well with COVID these days? Am I shoving this up my nose into my Absolutely brain? Absolutely not. You're not. Absolutely okay. not. All right. Uh, all you're going to do is you're going to take that and you're going to rub it on both sides of your cheeks. Okay, I'm, I'm going to put the, it inside my mouth. All right. Yep. Mm -hmm. The longer you rub it around, the more of a sample you're going to get. Okay. So just... You know, you should make them mint flavored. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. All right. So now I've done that, and it's out. It, it doesn't look any different, but yeah. Kevin Frankish is on this. Your swab. DNA is on that swab. You can tell. So so, you could make another one of me. Why would you do? I don't know. Right. <laughs> now I don't so you're gonna, this. Go ahead. Yeah. You're just gonna put it back into back. the the container, tighten okay. it. Yeah. Make sure that you don't touch the actual yeah. swab with your hands. Yeah. And then you're going to put it in the biohazard bag that came in the packet. Okay, I've got the biohazard bag here, and I'm putting it in there, and I'm zip-locking it shut. 
And then, and then inside yeah. is a an envelope, a oh, yeah. prepaid mailer. Okay. You will put it inside there, mm -hmm. seal it up, and then you just drop it in the mail. And, and I've got a sticker here, though, with my number on it and all that. Yes. So, the, you know what? There are specific instructions here. There yeah. really are not many instructions, honestly. It's very easy to follow. And you'd said this is a five you'd said before this is a five minute test, but literally the test is about twenty seconds itself to administer, yeah. but five minutes from beginning to end of opening the box, uh, putting the number on, doing the test, sealing it, putting it in. And reading so, the instructions. And reading the instructions. <laughs> I don't like to read instructions, but in this case I will. So I'm just all I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put all this in the envelope and it's prepaid, I dump it in a mailbox. Mm -hmm. You just dump it in the mailbox. Now, I have in uh, just in the last little bit visited the lab, your lab uh, that is used for Inagene, uh, and to see exactly what happens. Fascinating, interesting. And I will put that video feature up and be available for you uh, at uh, thehappymolecule.com. And uh, just click on links, or if you want to just send me an email, I'll send you a, a link. Uh, directly to your email box. So it's going to go to the lab and when they go to the lab they put it through all sorts of tests and what am I going to get back? So you're going to get a personalized insight report. So it's a report that is going to be unique to you and your DNA. It's the detailed report will be delivered online and it's going to reveal which drugs will be most compatible with your body and which will work best. Which ones come with special dosing instructions for you and which ones you should avoid. So it's, it's very user-friendly, it's very simplistic. It's going to give you four labels, a big red pill symbol that's do not use, a orangish symbol that says caution, a green with a check that says use as directed, and then a green with a star that says use as directed and it's preferred. So. And even, the, if a dummy, even if a dummy like me can't understand it, I can take this paper now yeah. to my doctor and say, okay, here's what works for me, here's what doesn't work for me. And you don't even have to take it to your doctor. You can, on the personalized report, on the portal, you can just check the information to have it sent to your doctor and it will deliver it right to oh. your doctor's email inbox. That, so, that is it's great. very simplistic. Yes. That is great. And now, a lot of doctors, unfortunately, don't know about this because you're wondering, well, if it's so good, why isn't my doctor telling me about this? So it's okay to, it, it, and it, I always say be your own mental health advocate. Like, Absolutely. Go in armed with information and you say to your doctor, mm -hmm. said, you know what, I don't know if my medication's working for me or before you prescribe, shouldn't we do this DNA test? It was a, a gene thing, it was in your genes, in a gene, that was it. So, so tell your doctor about it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's, and in my experience, the doctors that we've worked with through using the test, working with patients, working with clients, they're very grateful that it's out there. Unfortunately, our healthcare system, as we all know, is overwhelmed right now. Physicians cannot be on top of everything. They're doing the best that they can do. So it takes, it takes a village and this working with something like pharmacogenetic testing, your therapist, your healthcare professional, together to be able to provide the data, to be able to provide the information is gonna help overall with your recovery. So it's very user-friendly. It's very user-friendly for the physician. It doesn't require them to go through volumes and volumes of information because of how Inogene has done the co color coding gets right to the point. 
Another valuable piece of information is it's updated every six months. So after you've done that one-time swab, there will be updates with regards to research, new information that's been added for medications that perhaps are added to the profile that weren't there before. So it's it's an on it's a document that can provide ongoing information of value to both you and your physician. You're working a lot with college and university students. We've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, We've seen a jump in mental health uh, issues with post-secondary students that have grown exponentially and are really showing no signs of of letting up either. Mm -hmm. Sadly, we have poor resources for our our, our teens and and young adults, very poor resources. And yes, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say colleges and universities, they're doing their best to try and offer programs. It's not enough. Uh, and, and there's a long waiting list, and the uh, the work that they do is it, it can quite often be just superficial. You know, come in, make sure you're okay, okay, uh, try this. They have a lot, a huge long long waiting line. So something like this would be a godsend for colleges and universities that are, are struggling to try and help their students. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I see a lot of college university students in my private practice as well. Inagene right now is working on a student initiative program that we're excited to be launching in the fall. And one of the things we've seen through the pandemic with adolescents, with especially college and university students, is how they've reacted to all of the strains, the uncertainty, the social isolation. Virtual school was not ideal for many. Uh, many individuals who had never presented with mental health issues before presenting with depressive symptoms, anxiety symptoms due to the uncertainty. So a lot of the information out on the internet speaking about the use of cannabis for sleep, to assist with sleep, to assist with anxiety, many started doing some of their own experimentation. And what we're seeing is a group of individuals who are presenting for therapy, presenting for assessments that are what I'm going to call atypical responders to treatment. They're just not responding the way we'd expect to cognitive behavioral treatment, to medication treatment. As well, they're not even presenting with the typical symptomatology for anxiety, depression. They don't necessarily have clear triggers, clear situations. What we're finding as we're having them complete the pharmacogenetic testing is marijuana use has actually made the situation worse, if not in some situation brought on the symptoms. So it's, it's been an interesting, interesting uh, situation because a lot of the individuals I've worked with were strong advocates for the use of marijuana and a lot of pushback. No, you know, you're wrong. You're old school. It's not affecting my brain. It's not going to affect me. So a lot of that resistance to getting them to decrease their use, despite the fact we know that cognitively marijuana use will change the, the manner of the developing brain. So when the individuals have done the pharmacogenetic testing and they've gotten their results and they see a big X on cannabis, many of them have spoken to the pharmacist as well to talk about the ill effects of marijuana use. They've agreed to take a break from using marijuana 
many of them are seeing at now seeing and believing that this is a complicating factor and many will go back for that one more time try to see if it's still going to work and when they see that their anxiety symptoms worsen their mood symptoms worsen it's they now have the objective data to say this is why this particular substance does not work well in your genetic coding so it's in my opinion it's extremely valuable tool to the point where I almost feel like every parent should have their adolescent take this test just to be able to show them and to know now in our world of marijuana being something that's legalized for an individual to know is marijuana something that's actually going to be can you use it recreational can is it going to be beneficial or is it something that's going to be ill-advised and potentially create greater concern and we're not here to discuss the moralities of marijuana. Mm-hmm. I am I'm glad it's legalized. And you know what? It can help something. It can it can mm-hmm. be relaxing. It can be it can be just the same as alcohol. But we do know with alcohol, mm-hmm. it affects people differently. The mm-hmm. same thing. So we're not here to discuss the morality of it. However, I mean I know I've I've, I've seen firsthand in someone with with bipolar that marijuana triggered it. It wasn't just a matter of didn't didn't work well, but the problem is is that it, when you're in the in the middle of using it, it does relieve the symptoms for that moment, mm-hmm. and so you're led to the false comfort that oh good marijuana is working for me. So we're not here to tell you not to use it. We're just here to say listen, it can have an impact on you. Well, and it's it's also speaking about just medications in general, and that's why pharmacogenetic testing is so valuable. Is medication all medications from Tylenol to Advil to marijuana to pharma, to uh, benzodiazepines, all medications are going to react differently to each individual because our genetic coding is very different. So we're really looking at personalized prescribing, personalized medication as a way to ensure that we know who you are inside and out as, and then we're able to match that with the medications that are being utilized. Now, all cards on the table, there is a cost to this. It's about $300 to start. Right now, it's not covered by medical plans. Hopefully, one day it will, because it could save our healthcare system millions of dollars. Find out more information at inagene.com, I-N-A-G-E-N-E.com, inagene.com. Thanks for listening. In the days to come, we will have a Facebook Live with the people from Inagene as well. So stay tuned for that. Until then, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Please consider subscribing to this podcast and also check out the Happy Molecule Extra at thehappymolecule.com. There you'll find a link to a video version of this episode. Be able to join the conversation about mental health, learn about our Facebook Live show, and get a preview of upcoming episodes. You can email us at thehappymolecule at gmail.com. I'm Erin Davis, wishing you good mental health.